Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you good now. Awesome. Hey, girl, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Woo, child, I am just, you know, I'm making it through this pandemic and trying to get to this new normal, I guess, is what, what we're doing now. I hear you. Same here. I feel you. Yes. Uh, well, uh, first off, for everybody listening, uh, welcome to another episode of my GBF with Mikey Sparkles. Thank you. I have a long-term friend. We've been friends for a few years. Um, we never really get to see each other too often, but I always see your success, and I'm always super proud. Thank um, you. But I have my dear friend, Isabella, and I'm a butcher your last name. Is it Landazavo? Landavazo. Landavazo. Okay, Landavazo. Okay. Yes, you well, got welcome it. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so uh, lately, I, I guess I've been really starting to show off with asking, um, girl, how you living in 2020? How's it been for you? How's it treating you? Um, you know, how are you surviving? during this this um, weird time? Well, uh, it definitely threw everyone for a loop, and including myself. And I was actually in the middle of uh, trying to expand in the middle of it happening, which put that on a step back. But, you know, I wasn't expecting to be off for two months. But whenever, you know, we were able to get back to work, it was booming, busy. You know, I knew it was going to, you know, kick back off. But, you know, if it wasn't that, then, you know, we had Laura come through. So that was a little another thing, minor, but at the same time, you know, still was off work. But it, it's been good. You know, when I've been here, it's been busy, work's been consistent. So I'm just glad to be able yeah. to be back. Yeah, that's, yeah, like I said, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, between people getting their nails done, and, or I guess people not getting their nails done and, and missing out on, you know, getting their hair done, haircuts and everything, people were, like, super excited when everything was like, oh, God, we can go get a haircut again, we can get our hair done again. Like, yes. like barbershops and hair salons are, like, booming. So right. I was really happy to see that. I was happy to see that. I was happy to see that people were able to come back from, you know, being off for two months, especially you know, kind of being a hairstylist or, you know, kind of in the service industry, restaurant industry, um, you're really kind of, you know, people are, are your bread and butter. Right, right. So that, the whole social distancing and then, you know, us not being able to, you know, kind of live life like you normally do. Um, a lot of people took a lot, took a hit and it was crazy. Right. It was definitely, um, you know, I was kind of blindsided whenever, you know, I was told I wasn't able to work. And a lot of people don't realize once you have something, you don't realize how much, you know, you relied on that or just coming to your appointment. It's kind of a, a relaxing time for people to get away, not only to get a service, but to, you know, indulge in, you know, their pleasures and stuff, you know, get to get your lashes done, your hair. And when you don't have that, a lot of people were, you know, you get it's out of the ordinary, you know, you just want things to go back. So, um, you know, everybody was super excited whenever I opened again. And I said, you know, hopefully this time, you know, we stay open for sure. And it seems like everything's heading in a good direction. So, you know, I'm real happy for that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I was really happy too. Cause I, I guess I didn't realize how really sometimes therapeutic it is to get pampered, you know, to get your hair done, you know, haircut, get your nails done, your lashes done. Um, it's very, it's really therapeutic for a lot of people because a lot of people um, really create a bond with their hairstylist or their, you know, their barber or beautician, uh, you know, their nail girl, nail guy, you know, inclusive for everybody. Um, but yeah, it, it's really, it's, it, it's almost like a sense of therapy and, and you, you know, create these bonds and friendships, you know, cause your clients end up becoming your family and friends for sure. And to take all that away, you know, it's not only are you taking away, like, oh, I don't even get to see my friend while I'm at work. I don't even get to work. So yeah. I can't provide for my family. I have to figure out, like, what I got to do. I got to hope that I have enough savings. Right. Um, 
It was definitely yeah, a hard decision, you know, to, we didn't know how severe this, what the virus was. I, now that I have a, you know, a, a child, a beautiful little two-year-old, you know, I definitely, everything that I do, I put her first. You know, I, I, I tell myself, you know, if it wasn't for her, you know, I would have still, you know, the world still has to go around. You still have to pay bills. You know, I have to work. And I probably, you know, I say I would have ended up working. But, you know, I stayed home, you know, for two months and did what everybody else was, you know, doing. And um, it was hard, you know, there for, for a while. I kind of kept myself motivated, started, you know, working out, kind of keep my mom busy. But once, um, you know, I kind of stayed busy also in the shop, too, just coming up here uh, several days a week just to clean at least I was here and it made me feel good. So <laughs> I had to take what I could get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so well, let me, I'm going to ask you this. So let, let's start from the beginning. Uh -huh. When did you realize that you wanted to be in the cosmetology field? And, and what um, what was like your first thing about, or, you know, you know, some people start from early age, like, oh, you know, when I was younger, what was the first thing that, about hair and, and makeup and beauty that really caught your eye? I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do this for a living. Well, always, um, I guess before Instagram and Facebook, always like looking at like um, the different magazines and I was always into beauty, but I also was um, into art. So I was drawing and painting a lot throughout my, from kindergarten up and I never knew what I wanted to do with my artistic, you know, ability. But I finally, my senior year of high school, I realized that you know, beauty, art, and all that go hand in hand. I said, I'm going to go to cosmetology school. And I realized once I was there, I was actually pretty, you know, I felt like I was pretty good at it to start. And I was really into it. So I started to really enjoy it. And, you know, when you put all that together, you, you want to stick with it. Um, I love doing the color, the cuts, and men's haircuts. You know, I stayed doing that for the past 10 years. And, um, so right after cosmetology, I went straight to work in a hair salon here in Beaumont and, you know, started off with my little hair team there before I started doing um, eyelashes. So that came later. So how was uh, working? So how was uh, your first day at, you know, working at a hair salon after school? Was that kind of intimidating? Were you kind of nervous? Were you kind of excited, nervous at the same time? I was so nervous because I went to go work for this salon here in oh, in Beaumont, Texas. Um, it had been open for about 25 years already in Parkdale Mall called Beauty Surprise. And when I was hired, I believe my manager started me on a Saturday. So I was in to work for sure because it was busy. People started working all the time. So we were constantly getting walk-ins. I was so scared. But um, I had a great mentor. Um, DJ Estrada actually was uh, my head of station beside me. And anytime I had a question, or, you know, he would help me with color cuts. And that's the one thing I always like to encourage uh, stylists and anybody in the industry. If you don't ask questions, if you don't attend um, classes, you know, you'll never learn. A closed mouth never gets fed. So always questions, it all might sound dumb, but I always learn that the questions often often get too far, you know, when you get answers right away. So it's always good to have, you know, good mentors. And I was luckily, you know, grateful to have one. Well, that's good. Yeah, a lot of, I know some people, um, you know, sometimes they just get kind of thrown into, uh, you know, like, oh, congratulations, you, you know, you passed cosmetology school. And, and I know, you know, I've had some, some of my friends that are in the uh, industry um, that, um, were, you know, went to school and really didn't learn too much or maybe, you know, they didn't have the best teacher or, you know, they feel like maybe they just didn't get everything that they could have, you know, gotten. Because sometimes, you know, oh, the yeah. class doesn't always cover everything For, you're going to yeah. you know, experience in a real salon setting. For sure. I, I mean, when I was in hair school, I don't even think I did. There's things, I think I did more perms and roller sets. Count. I, I didn't even do men's haircut. There's a lot of things they don't teach you until you actually get mm -hmm. out. And that's why, where the term beauty school dropout comes in. And because it's literally, it gets so boring once you're in there, but you just got to get through the book work, get done, and, you know, get out there and don't like let anybody tell you can't do it because 
you know, you can once you get through with it. It's just getting through the school part. So right, yeah. right. Um, so have you um, have you had any like, you know, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but if you're having like a, a mistake or you ever you know worked with a client where you're like, ooh, like that could have gone a little bit better. I know um, I had a friend of mine that was on the podcast uh, about this time last year. And uh, she's also in the cosmetology industry. And her first time, um, I think she's trying to do like a color or something. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to, and I guess with color, it, it's it's almost like a science because you you have to put the right chemicals together, the right colors to make certain colors. And I guess this client wanted like a really kind of almost like a, a rose gold kind of blondish copper kind of tone. Right. And she ended up, you know kind of messed it up a little bit so have you ever had an instance where you're like ooh, like you know you kind of messed yeah. it up but you were able to like you know kind of save it or something oh yes for sure I mean in the beginning and stuff you have you know I did have some little trials and errors which luckily nothing too crazy where uh it didn't you know keep me from doing hair for the rest of my life but I definitely such as sometimes clients will come in maybe wanting color and I've had them uh, maybe not mention that they're on certain medication. And then when you do color on um, a client, it's good, you know, to ask questions. And when you do, and you're talking to them as you're going through their hair, they'll kind of learn about the person. So some fail to mention some of their, you know, if they're on medication, certain certain ones uh, can affect the way that the hair color comes out. And early on, I learned that because I wasn't consulting my um, client at the time. And, um, so we did have, um, I can't re- actually remember exactly. I think we were doing a red, I believe. It wasn't taking on our hair at all to where, you know, if I did that to another client, it took fine. And then come to find out with different medication. And it's all, you know, I learned, you know, I, I didn't consult her and in the beginning. And, you know, I, I'm like, well, next time I have somebody, you need to be sure to talk with them. So for every experience you have, you just learn from it and move on. But anybody to say they've never made a mistake, they'd be lying. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'm about to say we only get better. We we get better with you know with trial and tribulations, and we and we become better and evolved. And, exactly. You know, it, it's just like any craft. Um, like I said, I um, even with podcasting, um, this is maybe. This is probably like me and you. Uh, this is probably maybe like my sixteenth, seventeenth episode that I've done. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, so yeah, it's crazy. I, so it's it's been it's been a journey. Um, it's been one of my passions because at first I was like, oh, I can't do it because I'm like, I don't know how to edit. I don't know how to you know transfer this audio file to this and what's the RSS feed like? What is all this stuff? I don't know what this is. Um, but I finally just sat down. I downloaded some programs that were just kind of like, you know, dummy proof in a sense. And I really just pushed through. I was like, you know what? I want to put my content out there. I don't want to have to depend on, right. you know, rely on somebody else to do, you know, to be able to like, oh, you know, you got to wait for my schedule clear so I can help you with your podcast because I have my own podcast or I have work or whatever. And I'm just like, man, you know, it's, it, I was given this opportunity. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to execute it. And... You know, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, it's a passion. It's a so, so like, well, I'm, really, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I created this podcast so that me and my friends, because I have so many friends who are doing, you know, amazing things, or who are just maybe doing unique things, or just, you know, just just really getting to know the average person and and kind of giving everybody a chance to tell you know tell their story right that's really awesome i you know and for you to do that i mean i love podcasts is a very you know big deal in my life i mean when i'm on long road trips and stuff that's you learn a lot too about a person and about like whatever type of podcast you're listening to so i mean i became in the past couple years and i i love them exactly yeah they're they're it's awesome um but so when was the first time that you knew that you wanted to open your own salon and what were the struggles and, and kind of obstacles that you faced? Um, well, I always wanted to have my own salon, but I never thought that I ever would. I just knew one day maybe, but um, it wasn't up until 
let me see, I guess a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started working for a lady. Um, I started booth renting. So after almost 10 years, I started actually renting a booth. And um, so worked there. And then when I decided to actually take a lash class, uh, they had an opening in the back, a little tiny suite, which was kind of like a closet, I guess. It was really small, but uh, I started off in there doing lashes. So once I really got the lash business going and realized that I actually found my niche in the beauty industry, I love doing hair, but, you know, lashes was a whole new type of art um, that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so... I realized then that this was that was my opportunity that I was going to be able to make my my ultimate dream, you know, happen. And I slowly, you know, started preparing if I was able to get my own place one day. You know, this is what I do. I always planned out late staying up late at night, writing down all my like what I want, you know, my walls to look like or what I like, what theme I was going for. I had it all planned out until the day, you know, I was able to do it. And. Um, you know, it wasn't until I, I don't think I was even there at that salon for even not even a year. Um, yeah, I was there probably about five, six months and um, she ended up um, closing down. So I had to find a place. And um, luckily, a suite above where I was working became available. And I thought, well, this is my opportunity to go ahead and I can do this. Like, there's right. no reason. So, you know, after five months, about five, six months of me doing eyelashes, I went ahead and um, jumped in and I haven't really looked back. It's been great. I'm so glad I'm able to um, have a schedule to be able to be with my daughter when I need to be. And so there's been a lot of great benefits to me finally being able to do this. I didn't see it coming, but I'm so glad that I was, you know, blessed to have it happen. It's been good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and from what I hear, like, you're very popular. Um, a lot of people that I know that have gone to you um, have said nothing but great things about you. Um, they say your service is great. Um, you're super friendly. It's almost like, you know, going to your girlfriend's house and kind of just, you know, hanging out. Um, and you're also very unique, too. Um, I, I, and I think that's one thing I really like about, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention the name of your uh, your uh, salon. It's Drop drop day gorgeous right yes yes okay drop day gorgeous um but so it's really unique and i really like that aspect of it because there's so many there, there's so many hair salons here especially us being in, in a small town of texas right like, there's like five hair salons in one strip mall. you're just like my god like how yeah. do i choose right one you're right it's like you know um so let's talk about some stereotypes um uh -huh. the beauty industry especially hair salons i know a lot of people say like oh you know when you work at a hair salon or you know barbershop whatever and it's all it's an all-female you know um work environment it gets catty it gets whatever competitive drama um how do you so how do you how do you deal with that if you've had to deal with that you know that kind of stigma or you know if you had those situations to where you know you may have like you know, one or two stylists or whatever that may not get along or whatever, or if you've ever been in that situation to where you were working at a hair salon and, you know, it was just drama. Well, um, right now where, where I'm at, it's, it's just me in my area. And then my new, um, the place that I just opened up right next door, I'm recently, uh, in the middle of combining them both. So you can, you know, be able to access both of them at the same time because they are next door. But so I have, let's see, one, two, three, four. Well, one's on the way. So I have three girls over there working. So like for the past uh, two months that I've been open over there, I'm just now, you know, getting, you know, um, where I'm have a group of people now with me instead of it being just me. I did have a stylist in here with me. So it's never been more than two people and it's been real laid back. But when I did work at um, another salon, actually my first job, that was my first job was the first real deal I had. I think there was at least like 15, 16 stylists that worked there at Beauty Supreme. Oh, wow. So 
um, guys and girls we had we had there and um, some very interesting times, a lot of drama, and it was. I can't say any of it was a bad time. We all had a good time. Right. So, but it right. definitely was. Um, when you have a big group of people, it's always going to be something. But, um, you know, it was a good time. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, the mix of some, especially, I think, you know, with, with hairstylists and people that are in that industry, it seems like a lot of people have a, have a, have a big uh, personality and, yeah. and, 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 an, and an ego, maybe. And, and there's nothing wrong with having the ego at all. Um, you know, because I believe everybody, whatever you're doing, whatever profession you're in or whatever you're trying to go for, you should always, the goal is to always be the best or be one of the best or right. be the greatest. So, I mean, you know, in that type of industry, you definitely want to be like, look, I, at some point I'm going to be on top or whatever. I, you know, I'm going to be better than what I am today. Right. Um, right. And like, so you said, I think that, uh-huh. yeah, that has a lot to, I think that has a lot to do with, with, you know, kind of the, the stigma or the stereotype around, you know, the hair salon industry or, or you know, whatever. It's like, oh, it's all catty, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, no. I mean, yeah, there may be drama at certain places or, you know, at certain times, whatever it happens. But honestly, it, it's almost like, you know, and, and I'll even say this, being in the tattoo industry as well, because I think to me, tattoos are kind of art, you know, artistic and, and beauty. Right. Um, you're always competing with each other. And not to say it, it has to be competing in a bad way, but you know, when you see somebody else kind of doing better, you see like, oh wow, you know, she's she's got like, you know, uh, she had three clients today and already made whatever. So right. it's it's always that that nice competitive, um, you know, environment. I feel like yes, and that's a lot of people ask me when they get here because here in my building or the building that I'm in, my suite, there's several suites um, upstairs and downstairs, and like up here we have uh, my door and the next door and then we have a barber shop and then there's a um, lady downstairs that does uh, facials I mean everywhere around here another salon beside me uh, KP's beside me um, hair professions underneath there are so many great places right here in this area and they're my clients are, you know, they asked me, how do y'all do it here when there's so many hair salons just right here in this area? And I'm like, well, a lot of people here where we've, you know, done hair or whatever service it is for a while we're established. It's just like our home where, you know, we have all of our regular clients come, um, which it's so busy that still we'll, we have walk-ins on the weekends, but you know, we stay pretty busy because we're, we are uh, by appointment only. But it, mm-hmm. you know, it's been great. Like, I love the area. It's thriving. There's so much, you know, food. I, I'm, I'm over here thinking of food. <laughs> There's like, restaurants. <laughs> that's another reason. You can't be too far from a restaurant. When you're a hairstylist, you got to eat, you got to run and grab and eat like you were in the military and get back to work. And oh, absolutely. really a fast paced job. Some days, you know, I go without eating. That's where my addiction of coffee came in. And, um, so I, I live on that during, you know, my work hours most of the time, but I do occasionally get to um, get out for lunch, but. Yeah. It's all, yeah. You gotta, gotta always make sure you, uh, you know, get, get that lunch in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you're, so you're, you're married, correct? Yes, yes sir. Okay. Well, congratulations. Um, how, long you. Guys, how long have you guys been together? We've been together four years, but we've been married one year so far. It was kind of, um, thank you very much. Actually, uh, we never announced it. We just randomly were like, we're going to get married. We want to get married. And we did it. We told, you know, I think I've told more of my clients. That sounds so bad. (laughs) Then my (laughs) clients and my family, I'm telling you, I live here. And I'm, you know, my family, friends, my, you know, they know, but um so we did do that until we had our little, we wanted to surprise everybody with a reception next year, May 8th. So okay. expecting an invitation. <laughs> oh, well, thank Yes, ma'am. I will definitely be there. Um, so, uh, so during the pandemic, was, was your, was your husband able to still work? Yes, he was. Um, luckily we were very fortunate. He was, um, he's a safety man at his job, so they kept him busy. So I was very fortunate for that. He was. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, how how's he? You know, I'm, and I'm sure he's a supporter. But how's he been uh, when you were first opening and stuff? Uh, you know, because I know sometimes 
opening, you know, starting your own business and, and just really, you know, things of that nature. Because uh, I think the goal for everybody is, is ultimately to really go in business for ourselves and work for ourselves, have our own, you know, foundation that is ours. Uh, but I know sometimes with that, it can be kind of difficult, right? Um, you know, especially, you know, starting up, uh, especially when, when you're a brand new owner um, and you're coming into a, you know, already kind of um, saturated, you know, kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was, how, how was, how was um, him having your support and having your back? How was, was that able to yeah. make it kind of more easier for you? It was definitely, um, I can't explain really how great he had been uh, through the whole thing and helping me, you know, start up, like being there for me, supportive working after he got off work, he would come to the salon and, you know, we literally redid both of these suites and um, by, from tearing carpet up, changing paint, he was up here day and night doing it for me. I couldn't have, you know, couldn't thank him anymore. He's been a great support. Um, Oh, we put a lot of work into both salons. And um, if he couldn't do it, you know, he was always, you know, we'll find somebody to do this. We, you know, get hire this person, get this done, or his dad helping out. Like, there's been so much help from family, friends, and I've been very, very grateful for that. That's and, awesome. Yeah, definitely. It, it's great. It's great when you have when you have such an amazing support system. Um, you know, especially, um, you know, when it's it's so refreshing to you know see especially at our age you know because because you know we're we're still young right so to already kind of be a business you know going to business for yourselves or at least doing something um that can lead to you know you know being profitable or, or financially you know gaining in some way um it's really awesome to see uh, I, i'm seeing a lot of of you know i, I guess our generation uh, younger people really coming into their own and really like you know taking chances like you know what like fuck all this yeah like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance I'm not gonna be scared I'm gonna do it and you know I, I've get learned with right. me, yeah just get in there just get out there like if you fail you fail but my you know this and it, it took me a while to get there but I was just like you know what even if I fail I would be more upset with myself if I didn't attempt to do it. Exactly. And that's what I try to tell everybody. You know, we only have a certain, you know, timeline here. And, right. you know, we can't, there are so many things that I've set out to do that I've succeeded in. And there has been things that I've set out to do that I didn't, but I still want to go back. Like, for instance, I went, I did go to uh, college for a little bit. And I said, I'm going to do it. Now I did get through some of my classes and I, you know, I haven't picked up where I left off. So no, I didn't get to accomplish getting my degree like I I wanted. But, you know, if I were to be gone tomorrow, at least I could say, you know what? I'm not mad about like not, um, you know, doing it because at least I tried, you know, and um, I was always told I always had a low like confidence level when it came time to this industry, because even though I felt like I was good at what I did, mom, like for instance, my mom always tried to encourage me to come work like in the West end of Beaumont where I'm at actually right now. And I was like, Oh, there's no way I can't deal with West end Wanda's like, you see me, I have tattoos or something. And she's like, Bella, you know, you're crazy. You just, you're always making excuses just because you don't, you think, you don't think you're good enough and this and that. I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm a rebel. No, at the time, that's what I thought. But <laughs> I know I'm a mother now. I've, I'm still, you know, I, I have to provide for m- my family. And, um, you know, Taylor works a full-time job. We're both so busy and I love being busy where I'm at um, and being able to bring her if I need to, which I did just start her in school, but up until recently, she'd been coming to work with me since day one. And it's been good getting to, you know, raise her and being able to spend time with her and not have to put her in childcare. So that's, that's a plus with having, you know, the salon and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I definitely, with the sugar skull, the hot pink, um, not sure if you had been in yet, but it, if you've seen pictures, it's really, um, alternative. So even though I am in the West end, I wanted to, I cater to anybody and everybody, but I definitely want people. It's not just, you know, your standard salon that you expect to walk into just every day. You might see something like 
some of the things I got going on even next door, it's like people walk in and the first thing they say, they're like, this is kind of like New Orleans or often. And I'm like, that's what I like to hear. You know, I like to be different than, you know, we need some variety. So I thought it was really neat to be able to, you know, do that for our clients. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, like I said, you said it best, the West End, you know, the West End, um, and, and, and most most people that listen to this podcast are local, so they kind of know what a West End Womp is and all that stuff, and, you know, it's it, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I think the West End's always had this, like, you know, uh, built up or this this stigma about it, um, right. you know, that it caters to the, to the more elite of, of Beaumont or the more, you know, where the money is, because, you know, Beaumont, you know, we got that old money here, so, <laughs> you know, um, but so, you know, let me ask you this. So how, so with, with cosmetology and, and hair and stuff like that, uh-huh. um, have you ever worked or done um, like extensions and stuff like that? Or do you like to do extensions? As far as like hair extensions? Yes. I never got into uh, extensions, actually. I've watched okay. people do them, but I never... I don't know why I never really got into it. Um, it never striked my interest, I guess. Uh, color was always more of a a big part. More like your, your forte. Yes, until the lash um, industry really got my attention. And a lot of people think, you know, lashes just started. But um, it wasn't until my first job 10 years ago doing hair. Um, I had a client that had some beautiful lash extensions and I asked her you know where she got them done and she said well this lady in Beaumont um off 11th street she actually this uh worked at this salon called Genesis I believe um Mm -hmm. Elaine okay I owe it to her because she actually inspired me to do lashes I so I made an appointment with this lady I walk in and this lady's sitting on her stool with her legs crossed have her bowl of fruit on the side and she had a um, notebook with names. I'm talking pages of her clients with times and back to back to back to back to back to back. And I said, this woman is sitting here all day making money. I said, and she's about to make a hundred dollars off me with these. And at the time yeah, I was paying, it was $99 for a um, full of a, a full set of classic lashes. And I saw her. When she, yes. When she was doing them, I, you know, I was trying to, you know, kind of get information at the time. And at the time, uh, this class that she had mentioned to me, it was, I think it was up around seven grand at the time for um, this lash class. And I had just started doing hair. I just moved out on my own. Couldn't afford it. So um, right. I always said I want to do this one day. So I was finally able, you know, 10 years later, I found a lash class that in San Antonio, you know, I wanted to take and got to go take it. And then um, I was so happy to be able to finally do lashes, but it took 10 years, but I did it. <laughs> right. Look, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, it's not how long it takes to get dry. It's just how, you know, like, Ooh, like I finally made it. Like it yeah. may have took a while, but so good things, you know, good things happen in time. Um, but girl, mm-hmm. I did not, first of all, honey, I did not know, uh, eyelashes like i'm in the wrong field because uh a hundred dollars for some lashes wow. oh that was then i think my top set right now is 195 for a full set and i thought it was outrageous whenever i first started doing lashes i was like do people really pay that and they're like yes just learn this if you if you're good at doing all the how to do these lashes and it's an art you know too so it's like some people can apply them, but they're, you know, they don't really know what they're, you know, they don't have the proper training. So right. it definitely, it, it, that's why those classes were so high in the beginning. And then, you know, I finally was able to find one that was reasonable, but it was an amazing class. I'd go back again. I've recently taken another class since then, but it's uh, like, I, I like to tell people you, you're never too, you know, you've never been in the industry long enough. You're never too old to take classes. And that's like we were talking earlier about, you know, um, hairstylists and stereotypes and stuff like that. You know, a lot of them that's been doing them, at least, you know, some of them, when they first get out of school, they act like that. And I'm like, I wish they could open up and just be open because you'll actually learn. But, you know, some do, they keep it 
on their shoulders that already know everything. I don't have to go to a um, hair show. Hair shows are the best thing I think anybody could do at least once a year, once every couple of years. You know, it's very informative. Being exactly. in the latest is is what it's about right now. I had a, um, another uh, really good friend of mine. Uh, she lives in Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name is Claudia. Uh, she went to, you know, uh, cosmetology school and everything. But, you know, she and, uh, and I guess this this goes into like a, you know, a whole nother conversation. But so she went to cosmetology school, you know, learned everything, even learned how to do nails and everything. So she really, you know, got really deep into it. Um, but she, um, her and, a, and another hairstylist friend of mine were kind of they kind of got into a debate mm-hmm. and it got a little heated and, and at first I was like man I'd even and, and I guess to me you know I used to have dreadlocks so you know of course you know I you know I kind of know like I'm like oh yeah well hair you know hair's a big deal hair's a really big part of identity and stuff right um but they kind of got into it because you know she kind of told my friend and I'll and I'll say my friend's name is is uh Jessica we'll just say well no no we'll say um Mandy, there you mm-hmm. go, Mandy. Yeah. So, Mandy, you know, been hairstylist for a while, and you know, she has her regulars and everything. And then Claudia went away for a year. She moved. She moved to California, um, and she ended up going to Oakland. And mm-hmm. she went to this black hair salon, and she kind of went out there and was like, "Hey, look, you know, I I couldn't call myself a true hairstylist if I'm not comfortable doing all types of hair." Mm-hmm. So she went there for a year, learned how to do, you know, um, you know, I guess like more traditional African American hair. Kind of really got familiar with doing that, and then she came back to Texas, uh-huh. and she ended up, you know, um, kind of working at this hair salon that was really bred to be like a multicultural hair salon. So you know, of course, you know, she walks in there, and you know, this multicultural hair salon, of course, it's mostly you know black, it's black owned, whatever, and. You know, they were like, you know, they were like, you know, they're asking, like, girl, how do you know, do you know anything about, you know, doing African-American hair or, you know, textured hair or whatever? It's just like, you know, because and I, to me, I guess I've always thought I'm like, well, if you're a hairstylist, I feel like you should be able to do anybody's hair. Uh-huh. Like you're a hairstylist. That's the whole point of, you know, you going into this field, you immerse yourself into like me. I'm trying to be, you know, I've been a wrestler for six and a half years. So, right. I, you know, that's just something I'm passionate about. So I make sure that I'm educated on everything, you know, and I just, I just assume that all hairstylists just, you just do everybody's hair. Uh-huh. Correct. Right. And, you know, and Claudia and, and Mandy really got into the heat of eight, you know, cause Mandy was like, well, you know, she's like, well, I, you know, I went to hair school and I did all this. She's like, yeah, but what would you do if a, you know, African-American client came into, you know, walk in, you know, she's new, she's not, she's not from town and she needed to get you know, a silk press or she needed to get her hair straight or she, you know, she wanted to, um, you know, just whatever, whatever she needed to be done. Uh-huh. She's like, could you do it without second guessing yourself or without even feeling some type of way about it? And Mandy was like, well, no, I, I probably couldn't, but at the same time, I wouldn't be in that position. And she was like, and Claudia was like, that, I think that's my point. Why would you not be in that position? Why wouldn't you be open to wanting to learn Right. About it. She's like, because then you're stunted. Because then you can only do, you know, certain things. Uh, Karen's hair. You know what I'm saying? I was, exactly. like, you know, it kind of got really heated. And I, you know, and of course, this is years ago. And of course, they they've made up since then. Uh, but has that ever like crossed your mind, or has that ever been like a you know like a thing? Because um, I, I know yeah. you mostly do the eyelashes. You know, so the lashes are kind of more. You know, I think. Yeah, well, in my right, it's definitely like as far as hair, like you're saying with the two girls, um, one being educated in textured hair and another, the other one, uh, not really being open to learn about it. A lot of it even depends on, you know, like where I went to hair school, which I love. I went to school at um, Southeast Texas Career Institute in Silsby. So over there, you know, we were doing a lot of old lady perms, I call them, and uh, roller sets sets and all that, they didn't really, we kind of skipped over the braiding chapter, the relaxing Mm -hmm. chapter, whereas I would have loved to learn about textured hair. As to where my friends that graduated from 
you know, the hair, hair school in Port Arthur, they learned right. you, couldn't, you couldn't graduate if you didn't know how to do a cornrow. You couldn't graduate if you didn't know how to do a silk press. And I'm like, that's not even fair because I really missed out on that. And right. sometimes, you know, you have to like when I said I didn't even do a men's haircut when I was in school until I got out. You have to when you get out, if you want to make money and you want to learn and be well rounded, you're just going to have to jump in. And, you know, without your floaties on, you got to swim. And right. if you, if you don't, you know, you get back up and you just keep trying until you get it. And I, I definitely, I've always done different hair types that I was confident in doing. If um, like, as far as braiding, I've never been, uh, I can braid my own hair oddly, but I cannot, I cannot French braid or cornrow. I can't do anything cool. So that's another uh -huh. reason at the time I never got into um, extensions, which now, women are getting extensions without having to get, you know, a sew in. And that's, a, that's awesome. But as far as yeah. all this, all the textured hair, you know, um, it's always good to be open because there is so much money to be made in the industry and you shouldn't limit yourself. So I always oh, yeah. good to jump out there and try things. Right. Well, I just, I, you know, it, it kind of bounced with that, like schools, you know, I feel like every school should be required to be like, hey, like, you know, if you're going to be a hairstylist, I, you know, y'all, especially when you're paying all this money, yeah. they should set you up to be successful in, in any right. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I believe in living in a world like, you know, um, and there, there's this show, I think it's called Cut. Um, it's kind of like BuzzFeed, but they do a lot of like, you know, social experiments and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And they just they did this experiment to where you know they were like, you know they had like maybe three or four models and they were like, who do you think did their hair? What do you think a white person did their hair or a black person? And you know of course they were like, oh you know a, a black girl did this like there's no way a white person did that. Turns out most of the stuff that, that was done was by a white person, mm -hmm. and it was more like traditional like you know like black hairstyles or you know things of that nature. Right and. You know, she said, you know, I went to a school that was very diverse and they, you know, they set you up. They were like, look, if you're going to be a hairstylist, you're going to spend money like this. Is, this is your future. You know, your hands are going to be your your moneymaker. So you need to be able to do every single thing. So that, now, granted, this this particular uh, salon school was very expensive, but they did teach about textured hair. They taught last, last extension. They pretty much taught everything beauty related. Um, right. I think other than what an esthetician would learn, mm -hmm. they, they learn everything else that, you know, besides what an esthetician would learn, which, uh, you know, esthetician is kind of more like facials and, right. you know, laser removal, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I, I love that. I love when people, you know, can just, you know, really, you know, especially in the, in the hair industry, I love when people are just open because the hair industry is always changing. There's always a new technique. And even with the, with the, with the lashes, um, you know, there's different lashes out there. There's different, you know, techniques to do it. Um, you know, and, and it's such a wonderful service to provide. You know, you're really giving a gift to people, a gift of, of relaxation and confidence, really. Yes. And it's been, I'm like, I fell in love with getting mine done because ever since, you know, I became a mother, I went from wearing a full face, like I walked out of Sephora you know, to mm -hmm. now I only have on brows and my eyelashes because I'm so busy now. I don't have time. And the, the lash extensions gave, you know, really just kind of set it off. I said, well, I love them. I'm in love. Want to be, you know, quick and let's get out the door. A lot of doctors and nurses that get them, you know, they're, you can't wear a whole lot of makeup and stuff. So it's ideal for every, you know, a lot of people that, you know, can't wear mascara or that sweat a lot or, it's right. great. I would so, say, honestly, right now, um, you know, especially with the mask, all you can really see is somebody's eyes now. So, I mean, you know. Oh, my goodness. You can't. Um, I've been getting so many, like, new people from this because <laughs> that's all you see now are lashes. And then I, you know, I've been getting a lot of, you know, so-and-so told me you did their lashes. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. The masks are sending me people. <laughs> that's all the people see now are the, are the lashes. So, I'm like, uh -huh. hey working out right now for me but I know we're all ready to get back to just the regular normal society I've I've been in a few places actually um locally here in Beaumont and last week I was going in wearing my mask and um this week I go in uh certain businesses and I you know I won't stay out because I don't know if it's 
I'm pretty sure things are actually tr trying to come around because they're like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't require them anymore, whatever. I'm like, okay, I, unless people are really just getting tired and they're ready just for things just to go back to normal. So they're going to make it normal. <laughs> so right. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like, you know, it, it, we don't have anywhere else to go, but better. So I feel like we just got to stay positive. It'll get better. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, everybody does their part and we just all, you know, just, stay calm and just you know just try to yeah. you know do do what we do um and i'll ask you a few more questions and, and then we'll cut it we'll cut it short um so do, so i got you know I, weird question do men get their lashes done as well i've done let's see let's see let's see i have done a few like tents and lifts okay. Okay. um i have let me think. I'm trying to think if I ever have. I offer it, and I have people, you know, several guys tell me they're going to come and get them done, but um, I haven't yet got to um, – they've yet to book with me, and so I've, I really haven't um, got to do many, like, as far as – I do a lot of men's brows and, like like I said, the eyelash tinting. So it, that's been a lot more popular. But I mean, I know guys personally, like personally, that actually go and get them done. So a lot of people think that you know um, they'll they'll be bold. You know, there's all kind of different um, types of styles and stuff. Like we we were saying earlier, that you can do so much with the lashes. You don't have to have you know one look. There's so many looks to like choose from, and so it's not strictly you know just for women. And I like to let you know guys know that as well. Yeah, I think, like I said, I, I, I've noticed, especially in the past six months, mm -hmm. I, you know, even, you know, like I said, you know, stereotypically, we're like, oh, well, gay guys, I've been seeing a lot of straight guys really get into getting their nails done and, and making that kind of like another way to express themselves. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I had a buddy of mine, him and, his, him and his wife went and got their nails done. And like, you know, of course, it, it kind of was just like an anniversary thing. And then she was like, oh, baby, you know, get the claws, get the claws. He's like, oh, all right. So he ended up getting them. And he was like, you know, he was like, man, not going to lie. I, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, he's like, I kind of feel like that bitch when I got these claws on. I was like, see, <laughs> see, it's not, it's, it's about a feeling that you get. Like, exactly. else says. Like, exactly. I don't care what your fucking buddy says or, you know, he's not confident in his, in his Mex you know, his sexuality. That's, that's on him. But I was like, I was like, how does it make you feel? He's like, I feel. Think we disconnected. Are you there? Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. You were saying yeah, sorry that, about that. I got, you know, uh, they. I got a phone call. And it, and it That's okay. <laughs> it okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of, you know, a lot more guys like really kind of, um, you know, really embracing like getting their nails done, getting their lashes done, getting their eyebrows done, really kind of more really taking care of themselves. Right. And especially in the area that it's in, a lot of people. Um, depends on where you know geographically where we're at mm -hmm. uh, I lived about 45 minutes from Beaumont where I grew up and smaller towns tend to be a little bit more even till this day I'm I'm just like I'm so glad I'll, I'm here there's a lot more um, what's okay in around here is it's still like just like the guys going to get pedicures and manicures. I find like my husband never had one in his life. And last year uh, I took him to get one and he said, you know, next time you go, you know, be sure to uh, tell me. And I was like, I told you, you would love it, you know? And <laughs> it's like, I know. And he gets mad when I don't tell him. Cause he's like, I just wanted to sit down and relax and have my feet rough. I'm like, I'm sorry. So now like I start, you know, I'm like, well, I'm glad he enjoys uh, to do those kind of things with me. Cause it's, I know women like to go and relax and stuff, but it's also nice for even like a date night and stuff like that. And just like my, um, my waxer that just started working here, um, she does full body waxing. I've never thought that there's been, you know, there would be that many men actually go and get 
you know, body waxing and services like, you know, that I never thought, but it's men more nowadays than even five years ago do more from, I feel like for themselves or it's, you know, we sell it as it's not just for women. And a lot of people, you know, they get it wrong. They're like, why did she put men in there too? Uh, but that's like, you know, they're not, up to date i say <laughs> right there you go yeah yeah you're not, you're not quite you're not quite updated yet <laughs> <laughs> yes your software is running slow wait okay. till you get up <laughs> right I mean, you're still running the ios 5 sweetie you need to catch up it's ios 14 now <laughs> yes exactly uh, but yeah yeah like i said I have, I have a really good friend um her name's uh she's actually been been on the show a few times uh miranda pixley she's actually um an esthetician she used to work at um european wax center um, yes okay yeah and then uh actually I, we have a friend in common jessica 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 d uh she's a she's a wax yes. um, she's so sweet oh my God. sweet I, I, me and her went to hell i think we went to middle school and high school together i'm pretty sure um but yeah she is just she's a dream i love her um but yeah even she was saying she's like oh yeah, yeah. she's like, she's like no i haven't gotten a wax yet I, i've never gotten wax before <laughs> um you know, luckily I'm not that hairy other than, you know, my face because I just, you know, always keep like a, you know, a raccoon on the face for some reason. Um, but I've never gotten waxed, but I hear it's it's really, so I guess when you, when you, when you get used to it, it gets, it's more relaxing, but the first time you get it, depending where you're getting waxed at, it can be a little like, a little shock to the body, I guess. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, my girl is a former employee from there too, so she's, you know, I, I'm telling you, like, I, I know she knows what she's doing. When I first started, I was so nervous because I knew she knew, but at the same time, it can't, you can't take away, you're about to get hair ripped off your body. Right. It's just like, <laughs> I know I was watching those yeah. YouTube videos, especially with the, with the charcoal um, face mask still. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can see. Why? And I'm just like, what is happening but right it, now? Exactly. It, it's, you know, it's, but in the end, after you get it done and it's about who you have that's doing your service, the, you know, it makes it, the experience even more, you know, enjoyable. Now, the first time, and they'll tell you this, you know, is a lot, it, it's, is a lot more uh, intense. And then after your first time, it's just, it's easy. It gets easier after that. And I will say, cause I've been keeping up with my um, waxer, Haley, she's been keeping everything up for me and I have an amazing um nail girl that she does my toes and my um nails uh sit lolly and um also have a new another girl coming she's going to be doing hair and lashes Nicole Hammond so okay, um awesome. also Brandy I have a body sculptor here she does all kind of different things with body so she's amazing artist as well with what she does so I have a good little group here that we kind of we make sure we're all kept up and it's been pretty cool since I've had all the girls here. Everybody gets along and it's been, it's been good. So I've been real blessed to have them. That's awesome. Like I said, it seems like, you know, you have different, um, seems like, you know, different girls there have different strengths too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, people and, uh, you know, employees that you can kind of, you know, be like, Hey, you know, like, especially cause I, I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, it, it's all about supporting each other and being like, hey, you know, this girl does, you know, body sculpting, or, or this girl's the go-to if you want to get, you know, crazy, you know, you know, crazy unique nails or blah, blah, blah. So it's always right. good to, like, support each other and be like, hey, you know, this place is good, this place is good, or this particular person yeah. is really good at doing this. Um, so right. I love the support system and the, it, it's, oh, it's always wow. great to support each other. It's amazing. Yes, it's good to, you know, we, we sell for each other, you know, we, whatever we get done, we be sure to, cause all the girls here, they've been, you know, established for so, so long. And I was very fortunate to get these, you know, great women in here working and they, um, you know, we like, for instance, my nail girl, everybody asked me about my nails. So then they'll, they go to her and see her. It's a very, it, you know, we all get it. They all come around. If one client comes to me, they end up going to them. So it's, we do good for each other that, you know, we communicate, everything's good. I feel like it would be really boring if like none of us talked, but I'm, it's been good so far. And I'm glad I have a, you know, good team here at Drop Dead Gorgeous. It's been good. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, like I said, hopefully after all this pandemic is over, and, and first of all, hopefully we can make it through fucking hurricane season, because my fucking... I know. Girl, <laughs> I was just... I, and I stayed for... What was it Hurricane Laura? Was it Laura? Yes, you stayed? Yeah, yeah I stayed. Me, me, yeah, me and my... um. Me and me and my fellow, we stayed with our four dogs. Oh, we had to we had to take turns to you know keep going to the car and being like, okay, you you sit in your car for an hour. Or we have to sleep in the car at night. And we have to get all the dogs in there. And girl, we were just miserable. I was more pissed. Honestly, I was more pissed because all the fucking food. I was like, I didn't buy enough charcoal. Like I'm just I'm living. And my and my husband was just like, babe, it's okay. I was like, no. It's not fucking okay. I was like, no. I was like, this is fucking Wagyu beef, bitch. I'm like, you don't fucking know. Like, no. Yes. I was like, I paid so much money for this. I'm like, I. And I'm like, and, and me, I'm a, I'm a frugal bitch. Like, I'm just like. Mm. Oh, I'm. I hear you. Oh, Lord, when it comes to things going to my mouth, I'm just like, Lord, I'm gonna spend this money. Like me and, and you both. Girl, I, hear you. I had crab legs. I had king crab legs that I got from my brother. I had these big, beautiful gold shrimp that my dad gave me, and I'm just like, I'm just sitting here like, I can't cook all this. Oh my goodness! I can't eat it all, and I'm like, I, 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 I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just. It was so unexpected, and you don't was. have to get everything to like because you don't know. Do you like what do you do? Do you? buy ice coolers do you buy generators do you buy and generators i feel like i've never owned one but just hearing people talk about them i'm like that's a lot of freaking money on gas and you're running that thing all day i was like there's no way i'd have lost all my food (laughs) i'm like and all the horror stories i hear about i'm like oh catch on fire i'm like well obviously don't put it inside but still i'm just like you know i'm (laughs) i'm like a blonde sometimes i'm just like i'm like the can I put this in my garage? Like, how does this work? I'm just trying to, I was trying to keep a Wi-Fi on. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, like, bitch, I'm just trying to fucking watch uh, Are You the One or Are Nailed It or, you know, Criminal Minds or some shit. Like, I'm just trying to live my <laughs> Exactly. I understand. I'm anyway, I'm not holding Next time, I'm not saying, I'm going to be like, look, y'all, we don't, I'm going to just have to, I'm going to just go drive to Austin or somewhere. And give me a hotel, me and the dogs. Like uh, my husband was like, "Well, I'm staying." I'm like, "Look, you could stay at the fucking house. I don't fucking care. You stay if you want to." Yeah, the babies are going. <laughs> we're taking the babies, and we're going. I'm telling oh, yeah. you. My, my husband, he said, first of all, he's 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 a redneck boy from Salisbury, so <laughs> he's all about like, "Why well, ain't fucking leaving my house?" I'm like, "Babe, where?" I know. Like, what do you? It's. Are you going to blow away with the fucking house? Like, what do you mean? I was like, what are you going to do if it blows away? He's like, I'm still staying here. We paid, you know, this house is ours. We own this house. We ain't, we ain't got to pay mortgage. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, baby, it's okay. Like, that's exactly. what house insurance is for. <laughs> that's, hey, that's like, I, we were leaving out of town and my we stopped at my brother's in Spurger and he had his whole bed of his truck filled with gallons of gasoline and barrels of well water. And he's I'm like, well, what are you doing? This thing, and he has you know, 16 acres, trees all around his house. I said, what are you doing still here? Well, Bella, you know, I got, you know, all this gas and well water and this. And I said, well, how the hell is that going to save you? Like, is going to be in Kansas tomorrow morning if you do not leave. And I'm like, well, it's going to be okay. I'm like, whatever. But, you know, in the end, they, he, he, they ended up leaving finally. They took my advice. But I'm like, we didn't know where this was going. And honestly, you know, me and my husband said we were going to, we would have stayed if it wasn't for Christabel, my little one. Right. You know, we stayed in uh, the last one, you know, and so. You know, it just, like I said, it, it, we could have, we could have got fucked up. That's all I can say. Hurricane Laura 2020, it has just been like, I can't even name all the fucking things that have just, have just I don't know what's happening right now. Like, not not to dwell on 2020, but my God, it just started off. Just I'm telling you. Like, and then I felt like I'm living in a Stephen King book. You know, that's what and, I'm, saying. I'm like, bitch, where? Like, where? Like, what's next? And then I'm just like, and every time I ask, I'm like, Lord, what? I'm like, what else could possibly happen? I feel like 2020 is just putting up her hair, putting up her fucking, just putting that shit up in the bun. I'm like, all right, bitch, watch this. This is what I'm like, right? Right. So like, now I'm gonna make. You know, I'm like, you remember those murder hornets that I talked that I released earlier? Okay. So guess what? (laughs) They're gonna come back, but now they're gonna be like, they're gonna be able to like 
do some weird shit whenever they sting you. Lift you like, up and fly away with you or something. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Like, I just, I can't. Now, the only good thing, I mean, this, you know, now this podcast is for 18 and older, of course. Now, the only good thing recently that happened, uh, I'd like to just thank the gods, first of all. I want to thank Mr. Chris Evans. Um, sir, the Lord has truly blessed you. That's all I got to say. Chris um, Evans? Yeah, so Captain America. Chris Evans. I'm trying to, Chris, Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm he was not another teen movie. Um, yes. Girl, so look, first, let me tell you this real quick. So, honey, yesterday on Twitter, he accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally released a fully, you know, whatever pic of himself. And I I'm like, literally looking at this right now, what you're talking about. I did not know about that. Oh, yeah, I don't see I, it. They took it away, did they? Uh, well, I mean, they, you know, they tried to they tried to get away. You know, and of course, people took screenshots of it. So it's on the internet. I, I was able to, to you know, screenshot myself one for later. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have you send that to me later because I'm looking at it. <laughs> I, I will definitely send that to you. Uh, but my husband was just like, my husband was like, because, you know, because he, he loves going through my phone because I save like stupid TikTok videos. He's like, He's like, what the? What were you thinking when you say this? Like, I don't know. He's like, who? The, he's like, who? So he got, he started getting really bad. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, I was like, <laughs> baby, I'm like, it's Captain America. It's Chris Evans. He's like, he's like, you're fucking Captain America. I was like, no. I was like, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's. He actually leaked it online, and I just took a screenshot because I'm like, well, you know, I mean, fucking hot. And he was just like, yes. he's like, no, no, no. He's like, this. Mm. He's like, you, you're, you're lucky because he was like, I was about to just. I was about to He's fight. He's off on you. I was like, man, I swear. I was like, it's a celebrity. I have no access to him. I was just like, Lord, 2020, give me something positive. And lo and behold, here it is. So I had to take the one. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I I was the same way with, I, well, I started a season that I, I don't know why I didn't start it sooner, but I got on Grey's Anatomy. So I've just been like falling Girl. in love with all of them. First of all, like, what season are you on on Grey's Anatomy? Oh my goodness! Eight now. I'm halfway through the uh, the sixth. It's, so <laughs> it's so fucking long. There's I'm like, so many seasons. I know. I'm like, this is so good. Why didn't I start oh. this? What was it? Ten years ago. It feels like oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, it's the first. Of, so you know, and, and before before we end it, so what what are you what are you watching right now? Like, what are your top three things you're watching? Oh my goodness. Um, okay, I'm watching Lucifer. Oh yes! my god! Oh my god! Have you, have you are you are you up to the fifth season? Or are you just started? I just started. I'm on oh, like wow. the eighth episode of season one. Yeah. Um, first of all, Daddy Lucifer can get it. That's all I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. I I literally you no. Know, I had to find me a good you know uh, a good show to watch whenever I'm not watching Grey's because my husband gets so aggravated if I'm ahead of him. So whenever I'm home, I don't watch Grey's. I wait for him. I try. But um, I just, I mean, I, I watch Lucifer during the day and I just, I've loved it. It's a good, good show. I, it's been interesting for sure. I, I love, I love Lucifer. Uh, they, now they, they did release the fifth season. Well, I think half of the fifth season. So I think they released like seven or five episodes or seven or eight episodes. Um, so, I love Lucifer. Um, I love Shameless. Oh, yes. I love Shameless. Like, my God. Shameless is, is, is another one for me. And then, um, I, I do like Supernatural stuff. So, I have been watching uh, the show called Grimm. Obviously, I, I watch Supernatural because, I mean, hello, Dean, Dean Wilchester. Who wouldn't? Yes. Um, love Supernatural. Um, but, I'm, I'm lately, I've been kind of going back to my roots. So, I've been watching, like, uh, excuse me, I've been watching like Dawson's Creek, uh, Gilmore Girls, Charmed, oh, original really? Charmed, Buffy. The classics. Those were good. Yes, um, that, that's what I grew up on because I'm almost 30 because I'm, you know, I'm old. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Oh, stop it. Uh, when do you yeah. turn 30? Say it again. When do you turn 30? January seventeenth. Oh, you still have several months. I only have a yeah, couple of days. <laughs> look, I'm just like, oh yeah, th- th- oh my god, that's right. Happy freaking early birthday. Um, now, little birdie told me that you're you're going to you're going to the creek to celebrate your birthday. 
Yes, we're going to um, have this just food. I'm saying that's what I'm looking forward to, some grilling well, on well, the food. Me, like, so the food's going to be there. <laughs> My husband loves to grill. He loves to cook. He's an amazing cook, so he's excited to get to do that. And we're just going to have some adult beverages and some music. And yes, you are very welcome to come. It's going to be a good time. I believe, uh, yeah, I, I'm free after eight. I have another, I have an episode, I think I have a podcast that day. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably stop by because it's, it's, uh, the, the Village Creek, right, in Lumberton? Yes, um, his little, uh, private camp house is, uh, down, well, it's the Coons, down towards Coons area. So, oh, yeah. but it's whenever, whenever we get done with the podcast, I'll, I'll shoot you a message and we can, yeah, we can discuss that for sure. Um, for sure. But yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, but yeah, happy birthday. So, how old are you gonna be? 30, dirty 30. Yes, bitch. Look at bitch, you're about to be 30 and don't look a day over 22. Okay, oh, yes. thank you. I've been, I mean, been I mean, the last time I saw you was at Fast Eddie's, I believe. Yeah, um, it was, you know, of course, I know it was before the pandemic, but that we actually got to talk and catch up a little bit that was the last time yeah oh my god i, know. Oh, I miss uh i miss fat that is i miss thursdays really honestly i know uh, right right now there's we're limited but it's yeah. it just opened back up fast that is just open back up well so the west is open um i know um uh woodrow's and reds woodrow's is open reds is open now i think they're only open because i think they do food and stuff there maybe well, they did, but I will tell you, because I try to go just to, um, not often, but in the past two weeks I went, I went one time last week and one time a uh, week before, and at first they made you buy food, and then right after that they they let you, you know, come in, order your drink, but they serve you, they serve you free food. Chips and salsa, okay. so I'll, okay, I'll go for some chips and salsa. <laughs> right? I'm okay with that. Well, uh, Isabella, it's been an absolute pleasure oh my god thank you so much for joining me i love you i can't wait to celebrate oh, with you. you hopefully um yeah. and then i i hope i really hope that once all this is done that you can um, continue to do your uh expansion i know they got to kind of you know cut you know cut out with the COVID, but i really hope that hopefully um you know hopefully 2021 will be better for everybody Wow, I, I hope so, and I, it's been such a pleasure to get to be on here with you. I really thank you a lot for having absolutely, me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you have a great rest of the night, and thank you for being on my GBF with Mikey Sparkles. Again, yeah. guys, if you guys are in the Beaumont area, please go uh, go get service. Go get pampered at Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, I will link the location and everything below in the description box, that little thing. I don't know. It'll be there. <laughs> but thank, thank you, you and have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much.